Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio Battleline. I am Tower and we are glad you joined us. On Warren Battleline Warren Radio Battlelines broadcast, we feature an in-depth Bible study each week. In all correspondence and inquiries of the broadcast of the WIBR Warren Radio Network can be sent to us through our contact page on warren-usa.com. Today is the 13th day of February, 2020. And the scripture reading for this week is Exodus chapter 18, verses 1 through chapter 20, verse 26. Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 through chapter 7, verse 6, and also chapter 9, verses 5 and 6. And the New Testament portion is Hebrews chapter 12, verses 18 through 24. Be sure to follow the WIBR Warren Radio on Twitter at hashtag Watchman IS216 and hashtag Warn Radio. You can find us you can find Warn Radio on LinkedIn by hashtag Watchman and join us on US.life and MeWe at hashtag Warn Radio. And you can listen to our shows at warn-usa.com or danaglinsmith.com. And the other avenues that we're on are Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Deezer, Google Podcast, Anchor, and Podchaser. A lot of different ways you can listen to the programs. And I can't emphasize enough how important the articles are by the Watchman. He writes one each week, and they're very pertinent to the day and age we're living in. And you ought to take the time to read them, and please take the time to read them and pass them on to your friends and relatives. And this week, the articles we are featuring are... America's Faithful, Wise Political Servants. America's Faithful, Who Are the Wise Among Us? In our churches, political debates, and in life, who are these people? The ones standing in truth, are they here? Also, Trusting God in Tribulation Trepidation. 
There may come a time when trusting God in tribulation will find you with trepidation. When trouble and turmoil hit the nation, it causes fear and agitation. Here you may find yourself failing in the confidence that the Lord will make a way for you and your family. So go to warn-usa.com or danaglennsmith.com to read those latest articles. And now I welcome in the Watchmen. You're listening to WARN Radio on the WIBR WARN Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Dana, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Good, good. Well, yesterday we were talking about how chilly and snowy it was, but it did finally clear off. So around here, the weather's a lot better, which we're, we're thankful for, yeah. And we are trucking down through February. Hard to believe. Yeah, we got, what, 16 more days? Mm. Yeah. 15. Well, no, 16. I'm thinking today was Friday. Yeah, you're right. So at any rate, yeah, yeah, man, I'll tell you, time goes by fast. So we're in part 35 this week. And uh, as we look at everything, it's interesting to note that uh, we're talking about judgment in Babylon here. Some could see this as us living in Babylon at the same time while we're teaching on Babylon. At any rate, we did get an update on the coronavirus. Uh, Transworld Radio uh, put one out. Uh, We go back with uh, Transworld Radio a long ways back to the beginning. I used to do uh, shortwave radio, and I did that on a couple of other channels. And we were looking at... uh, a little more with what uh, Transworld was doing. Transworld Radio is more of a Christian ministry worldwide, and they put up towers and stuff like this to get the gospel around the world. Uh, so, and they've been doing it a long, long time. So at any rate, you can go over their, uh, their website, uh, uh, twr.org, I think it is. I'm not really sure exactly... Uh, you know, we've I downloaded the the audio, but uh, a TWR special report on the coronavirus about 25 minutes. Uh, interesting. It tells you a lot. Helps you to understand the full scope of it. 
because they were dealing, they were talking to a doctor that uh, worked in these kind of things all the time around the world. So uh, it was helpful. And uh, yeah, it was you know, very interesting. And of course, you know, there's another thing, you know, for, uh, he was with Franklin Graham. Uh, but Franklin Graham, remember that um, uh, video we watched, Facing the Darkness, uh, where oh, that his was a team... Good video. Huh? Well, that was a good video. His his team was the only one that was working on that. Uh, I can't even remember it. The plague, what was that? I'm not sure. It wasn't bubonic, but... Uh, that's all I can think of, but I know that's not what it was. No. I mean, they were the only ones there, and uh, so they they, they tell you how they... They the, couldn't get any countries to help them. Not even the United States would help them. Yeah. But at any rate, uh, you used to be able to used to be able to see that. So at any rate, Franklin was in it. Facing the darkness. Facing they the were, darkness. They were in Liberia. Ebola. That's what it was. I, oh, yes. So it's really, I mean, really a gut-wrenching uh, thing to watch. Um, I can't remember what we saw it on. Was it on Amazon? Or maybe... Uh... I don't know if it was Amazon or CBN, Net- maybe. I don't know. I can't remember where we saw it. But at any rate, it was uh, just one of those. It was uh, a video that actually they did while this was going on. And uh, just a gut-wrenching thing with that Ebola. But... Uh, you know, these doctors that work right into this, uh, you know, it's just good that we have people that do that. Yeah, that care. Yes. Amen. Yeah. So at any rate, I'm going to get started with this. And uh, Okay, I'll see you on the other side. Now, we left off uh, in Isaiah 21.7 was the last one. Uh, 21.6, the Lord says to Isaiah, for thus has the Lord said unto me, go set a watchman and let him hear what, let him declare what he seeth. And uh, this was uh, an interesting aspect because Isaiah was able to actually see and hear exactly what the watchman uh, experienced and so uh, this is what these visions do they put you right there and uh, I've been using Isaiah 21 6 for many many years I don't it just kind of 
sticks around in our ministry a lot. Uh, it, you know, there was a time when I was telling people a lot about about that, but uh, nevertheless, it's a very good little scripture. And twenty one seven says, and he saw a chariot with a couple of horsemen, a chariot of asses, a chariot of camels, and he hearkened diligently with much heed. Now, see, this is this is what Isaiah is seeing as through as if through the eyes of uh, the watchman. The watchman is looking out the tower. Remember, the king in Babylon is is was having a party, you know, at, you know where they all get together and feast and everything. And so they were sure to set the watch uh, in order to at least have someone watching out because they were Babylon. Nobody attacks Babylon except for this one time when they weren't really ready. They weren't prepared for an attack, uh, but they set the watchman just in case, and all he can do is warn them, and they were pretty self-confident that they would be okay, that nobody would do anything. Meanwhile, the watchman looks out, and he sees a procession of a hostile army that's advancing. It was the Medes and Persians, and... Although here it says a chariot with a couple of horsemen, a chariot of asses, a chariot of camels, uh, you know, the Medes and Persians did fight mainly on foot back, uh, on foot or on horseback. Now, um, it's interesting that it says he saw a chariot with a couple of horsemen and then a chariot of asses, a chariot of camels, but there was a long procession. Uh, and uh, there was riders on horseback that were arranged two by two because we have the word, uh, the phrase, a couple of horsemen. And he was watching this procession as they came. And, of course, nobody expected it. And, you know, and so in verse 2180 says, And he cried, A lion, my Lord, I stand continually upon the watch tower in the daytime and I'm set in my wards whole whole nights and uh, when it says there a lion it's uh, crying as a lion so to speak very loud noisy roaring it out and he says I stand continually upon the watchtower uh, in the daytime and he's set in my ward whole nights he's talking about what he does he he watches and a lot of the times when he's watching there's nothing there and so at night he's in his ward whole nights and what he did look out this time he actually seen an enemy uh, and they were coming and then when he looks out again um there seems to be nothing there. They kind of disappear in the hills as he's crying about, you know, I'm, I usually see nothing, but I saw something this time and it disappeared. And that, that was why this little phrase uh, change up in here, because he did see them and normally he doesn't see them. And then when they disappeared, you know, you begin to think, well, did I really see that? But he says, I, I, I know what it's like to stand here and not see nothing. I seen something, 
and where are they at? And all of a sudden, they reappeared again. And he says, Behold, here comes a chariot of men with a couple of horsemen. And he answered and said, Babylon has fallen, has fallen, and all the graven images of her gods he has broken to the ground. Now, see, there, there is one thing that when you look at this, too, um, you know, this is a watchman looking up, and he sees all these again. And it suggests that he sees this, and because they're so close, because Babylon is not ready, Babylon, he, he is, he's assuming that Babylon is going to be fallen. Now, another thing I look at when I see this, I see it on the reverse as if the news going out from Babylon, riders are going out and other watchmen on other towers are looking and behold, the watchman comes and, uh, you know, the, the people are coming. And this says the chariot of men with a couple of horsemen. Uh, And, of course, it depends on when you look at this, but uh, the whole issue here is that Babylon has fallen, has fallen. And of course, within this, in Isaiah 46, uh, one through two, three and nine, um, it talks about the fall. It says, Bell boweth down, Nebo stoopeth, their idols were upon the beasts and upon the cattle. Your carriages were heavy laden. They are a burden to the weary beast. They stoop, they bow down. They could not deliver the burden, but themselves are gone into captivity. Hearken to me, O house of Jacob, and all the remnant of the house of Israel. Remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there's none else. I am God, there's none like me. Now, you see, um, Judah went into captivity, And it was Babylon that God used. And God used Cyrus, his anointed, to head up the Medes and the Persians. And he's the one that defeated and destroyed Babylon. He's the one that took over and commanded Israel to go rebuild the temple and the walls of Jerusalem and go settle. And it was their idols that they gave glory to and um, when we do read of Daniel for instance and um, Nebuchadnezzar in Babylon Nebuchadnezzar gets the name from Nebo or Nabu uh, Nebuchadnezzar uh, and that's the name of their one of their gods Nebo and uh, you know the thing of it is is that Uh, When Nebuchadnezzar, of course, passed on, the children of Israel were still in bondage. And it was at the latter end of that, that when some of his kids uh, were then in power, they brought out the holy things from the temple. And uh, then that's where we read of the writing on the wall and then the fall of uh, Babylon from that point. Isaiah 46 tells you about the idols that fell and that they're being carried away and they're going into captivity themselves. So the people who actually did destroy, uh, you know, take over Babylon um, are taking the very things that they worshiped. And this, of course, all of this is judgment. Uh, And it's also to serve notice to Judah that God is the governor in the nations, that he can judge a nation. 
He can send them into captivity. He can uh, deliver them out of that nation, and he can send them back home and restore them. That's totally what he did here. And this is the interesting thing. Um, now, the Babylonian, uh, you have uh, uh, Nebo, and you got Bel. Uh, in the Old Testament, you know, we hear of Marduk or Merodach, uh and uh, you get into uh, uh, Nebu, uh, you have the Assyrian here, but the, it, this one represents the god of literature and science. And I particularly pay attention to Nebu uh, because while um, Baal is the overall Marduk, he's uh, and, uh, identified with Marduk or Merodach, uh, a very, very strong, well-known type of god, Baal or Bell, B-E-L, or Bail, B-A-A-L. Uh, these are all some of the same ones that, that would correspond. Now, see, Nebo, however, is one that compares with science and literature. And that's very prominent when you think about uh, the nations of men today, and, and America, too. Uh, we're caught up in science and technology, and so science and technology here went into captivity. Isn't that interesting? When you compare what God is able to do, uh, he judged the gods of science and technology. And, of course, uh, Baal was the one that they sacrificed their babies to. Um, and, of course, we liken it to abortion today where we have abortion. And now they're doing late-term abortions in Colorado just passed a law where if if an aborted fetus, they try to abort it, and the baby's born anyway, uh, they just uh, destroy, They just voted down a law that would say that that baby then has to be alive. Now, that's the way it used to be. Uh, I remember quoting a nurse who was talking about this when she first realized uh, that within the abortion era, and she's no, she's no longer an abortive nurse, but... Uh, she was saying that they had, if they were going to have an abortion, they had to kill it inside the womb because if they drug it out, pulled it out of the womb and killed it, then it would be known as murder. So you had to perform all the procedures within the womb and make sure the baby was dead and then bring it out. Now, see, in order to make it easier and to where people don't have to fear now, they can actually drag the baby out alive and then kill it on the table right in front of them. Now, I want to know what kind of a human being can do that to a live baby, and I'll tell you one that's corrupt and going to hell. So you can take that any way you want to. I frankly don't give a, a, a nickel or a quarter or nothing else. So the, the people that do this are murderers. And when we talk about judgment on Babylon, when we talk about Bell here and part of the God of literature and science, and see, literature was really big um, in in our history. You know, I mean, I like classical music. And when we talk about the arts and humanities, uh, literature and music and all that is all included in the same thing. See, so we get refined in our sins. We think we're okay. And then we have science, the technology. And that's where we are today. We're comfortable, you know, in our science, our technology, our literature, our music, you know, and everything else. Well, see, God judges all that. 
And I'm here to tell you, America and the world, he's going to judge your science. He's going to judge your technology. He's going to judge your literature. He's going to judge those things you do. He will judge every aspect of you. And he will know when you're rejoicing in the death of innocence. And I've been talking about blood guilt for a long time. And this is an example of blood guilt. And there's another example of blood guilt. We were following a story on Twitter about a young girl that uh, was murdered. That's what we assume. They found her dead body next to another dead body. And they're not releasing any details. She was... uh, uh, taken. She was, I, I believe she was in the front of her home. Nevertheless, she's been gone two or three days and they found her. Now see, that, that's another, that's, that's blood guilt too. We have much too much of this stuff. And so folks, if you don't think God is paying attention, I'm warning you flat out, be careful. Because God knows. He counts the souls. He knows what you've done. And he knows the gods in your life. And your your smartphone is not going to save your butt. It ain't going to save nothing else either. Now they come in handy. Your computer and tech and everything comes in handy. And uh, even when the beast gets here, he will use a lot of the same technology. Uh, Matter of fact, the world will be enslaved through technology. So when we talk about the fall of, of this particular place, Babylon, don't think that this is just some old country somewhere in the Old Testament that somebody wrote about and really doesn't matter. I'm here to tell you that this is prevalent today because we have mystery Babylon today. We have the great tribulation that comes. We have the great white throne judgment or the the last great day, as it's known. It's all coming. One day the bloodshed will end. One day the rebellion will end. One day the grace will be over. One day, you may be one day too late if you wait too long to repent and come to the Lord. Standing outside the gate is not going to get you into heaven. Now, you see, this watchman who was set up in that tower, you know, the problem you have with watchmen, that's all they can do is watch. They can give warning. They can sound the shofar. They can scream and holler. But they can't defend the city. Their job is to warn the city And warn those on the ramparts so they can do something. But if everybody is feasting and not watching. Oh, I'm reminded of what the Lord says. 
If you do not know the hour that your Lord cometh, he'll come at the time you least expect him. He told us to watch. To watch. He told the church to watch. Pay attention. Look at the signs. Be ready. For I will come quickly if you're not watching. Now, you see, Babylon was just one among many of these big nation states. Nineveh fell, too. You see, you get comfortable. Rome fell. It fell from within because of corruption. America is falling from within because of corruption both corruption in our politics and corruption in our morals. We do not know what right is. We do not know what wrong is. Our churches are asleep and do not fear the end at all. Now, see, as a Christian, you can walk in peace. You don't need to fear. But if you're not where you need to be and you're sloppy and you think you're okay when you're not and you're going to a church that is a whore and a harlot and they're telling you to do things that are an abomination before God, you're going to be cut asunder with the unbelievers. All a watchman can do is is see what he, you know, declare what he sees. That watchman, he saw him once. They they kind of disappeared. They came in again. And so great was the forest that he, he just, Babylon's fallen. It's over. And all of the gods that we worship that kept us are going to be gone. And, of course, because they did disappear, the army had vanished into the city. And we know for a fact that when... Osiris sent his armies, they did get access to Babylon, and they didn't have to go to the front gate to do it. They were already in the city before the king and all of his people even knew that they were there. So it is, folks. You have people that have opened your borders a long time ago. You have another president uh, that just put another big chunk of change on it to continue building the border to try to keep the enemies out. But as soon as one of the others get in, Sanders, if he ever gets in, he ain't going to get in. But if he was, he said the first thing he'd do is tear down the border. All the Democrats want open borders. I got news for you, Democrats. I got news for you, people. Your righteousness isn't enough to keep you from getting destroyed. America is open. Her sins are laid bare. The blood of the innocents are all over this land, and you're crying because Trump is trying to make America great. You people are horribly horribly misled go ahead and hang on to your towers in dc go ahead and worship at the altar of the senate and the house go ahead and worship at the very place where the towers fell which is a memorial 
Go ahead and worship at your favorite places. Go ahead and lift up this place as if everything's going to be fine, for it is corrupt, and the gods thereof will be destroyed in the time of the Lord. For just as in mystery Babylon and Babylon and Nineveh, the sins are reaching up to heaven. And God is calling his people to holiness and truth and righteousness. And all the watchmen can do is yell out and scream out and holler out and try to tell you, turn, turn, turn. But it's too late. Because you do not hear. Oh, yeah, the voice was loud enough, but you do not hear because you stopped listening a long time ago. So it is. The idols of Babylon, the gods of Babylon fell and were carried away by their enemies because these gods were made of gold and silver. There we're going to take them back and melt them down and make a better God to worship. The irony of man. My God ain't big enough. I'll melt yours down and make me another God. Revelation 18, 1 through 5. This is mystery Babylon. And after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven having great power, and the earth was lighted with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and has has become the habitation of devils and the hold of every foul spirit and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. Now, every foul spirit are these foul spirits, these uncleanness, a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. You have... Uh, spirits, you have demons, you have the forces of evil and darkness, you have men themselves who are full of darkness and uncleanness, you have the armies of the darkness that are upon the land, you got a foul stench, a foul spirit that creeps over the land just as a yellow greenish mist would descend upon a place and create a curse. But the curse, this one, is from pride. goes on to say, For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth had committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. Make no mistake. Make no mistake. It's time for you to understand something. Trump's saying, well, I'm going to make America great again. For him, he's a businessman. And he's made deals to make you more money, to make more jobs. Now, that's good. But see, Mystery Babylon made the nations rich. She had the ability to do that. And everything that Trump is doing is actually fulfilling some of this prophecy in here because she was such that the merchants of the earth were waxed rich. 
Well, we're going to produce more. We're going to put up more factories. We're going to do more here. It's going to be made in America. And as America slides down and we kill more babies and we become more decrepit and we want to push the filth, it's into the world already and we see it around the world. And it's not just America. Oh, I've got a job and we're doing good. Oh, look at all the jobs and we're so fine. We're doing good. No, we're not so fine. Are we the worst? Who cares if we're the worst? There's a God in heaven and for God's sake who is in heaven, understand this. When the sins of a people reach a certain point, you get judged. Oh, that's Old Testament. We'll wait and find out. I challenge you. Write it down. I guarantee you it will come. Because the watchman looks out and he says, they're here. They're at the gate. They've entered in. Babylon has fallen. All our gods that we trusted in, they're they're gone. What are we going to do? It's there's nothing left. Why didn't why why didn't we listen? Why didn't we listen? I could hear. Right now, our generation never did that. We had forsaken the evil way. What happened to you as in Israel's sake? There grew up a generation in Israel that did not know the Lord. And we've had many generations that do not know the Lord. Oh, they know religion. They know Christianity. They know the name of Jesus Christ. They they know what we do in our churches. They they know all this. But you see, to be honest, they look at the world and they look at the church, and it's the same thing. You've got Christian movie stars singing stuff that sounds like rock music, but yet they call it Christian music. You see, there's no difference, but see, in this, it's very important because there are those in Babylon that knew the Lord, even in time of old. There were the Jews, and God told the Jews to get out of there. Let Jerusalem come to mind. And in Revelation, Mystery Babylon, he says this, and I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that you be not partakers of her sins, that you receive not of her plagues for her sins have reached unto heaven and God has remembered her iniquities you see they had good jobs people were waxing rich but they also had fornication and it was so good that people became drunk off this lifestyle They were giddy because they had so much. They could do anything they wanted because God didn't see. We could do anything we wanted. We were gods now.
And God is saying to the church, come out of her. If you're my people, come out of her. Because you don't want to be a partaker of her sins because your sins are forgiven. But if you stay in there and continue to rub shoulders, you will be a partaker of her sins. You'll receive of her plagues. Come out of her, my people, so you don't become a partaker of her sins and that you receive not of her plagues. Come out of her. Come out of her. Come out of her every day in your living. Don't live like the world. Don't let the lust, the fornication, these other things enter into your soul and your spirit. Come out of her. When this thing begins to happen, seek the Lord. The Lord will make a way for you. There's another thing, too, that we've seen when we talk about judgment, and we've already discussed this. In Jerusalem, God sent an angel through one with a sword, the other with a pen and a thing to write, and they were to write down everybody that was weeping over the sins of Jerusalem. And I wonder how many of you have wept over the sins of America? How many of you wept over the death of, of all those who were killed in abortion uh, and and killed all the babies? How many of you wept over the destruction and the murder of all of our Christian brothers and sisters around the world? Or are you too busy with your own world to understand what's going on here? Her sins had reached unto heaven. So in Isaiah 21.10, Oh, my threshing. Of course, this is during harvesting. But this particular phrase, Oh, my threshing, it refers to judicial visitation. That That's a fancy word meaning <laughs> the threshing is the hand of the Lord. On the corn of my floor, that would be Israel. But Israel had been removed, remember. And Israel, many of them were in Babylon, had been there for 70 years. But see, the judgment had already fallen on Israel. The judgment wasn't coming on, come on Israel. It was coming on Babylon. That which I have heard of the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, have I declared unto you, Isaiah says. Isaiah 21.11, the burden of Duma, that's Edom. He calleth to me out of Seir. Uh, that's, again, the inheritance of Esau or here, Edom. Watchman, what of the night? How far into the night is it morning yet? Watchman, what of the night? I love these phrases. The watchman said, the morning come, also the night, and if you will inquire, inquire ye in return, come. You see, when it comes to judgment and I've had them ask me over the years, 
Tower and I have talked to people. And when we tell them what's coming, well, we end up losing friends. We've, we've had that. Even our close church friends, we don't really see much. Even my college buddies. But you see, the unbeliever as well, they don't care about judgment until something happens. So in this section here, there's a time where the prophecy is a crushing. Or in other words, judgment, visitation. We call this particular end time that we live in the end, the last of the last days. Matthew started it out as the beginning of sorrows. And see, I've, I've made points to this. There's the beginning of sorrows and then there's sorrows. Many churches and and many people over the years have tried to put all this term into a seven-year period, which is wrong. There's nothing that says that's going to be seven years. Nevertheless, when you're in this kind of a time period, you want to know, well, how long am I going to have to go through this judgment? How long are we going to have to go through all these wars? How long are we going to be before uh, our weather gets back to normal and things ain't going, it seems, to hell in a handbasket? When when are we going to? see? And, and the unbeliever, the only time they're really interested in asking anybody that, they'll go to the experts, the scientists, and then, you know, they'll go to the weathermen for the weather. And then they might start going to a few select uh, churches just to find out what they know. Well, some of these churches don't even teach the end of days, so they'd never find out. But see, in Israel, everybody knew what a Jewish prophet was. And around Israel and the enemies, as well as the friends, they knew the Jewish prophets. There was, there was two things you did. One was to fear God. The other one was to fear the prophet of God. You go to a prophet of God in the wrong way, you're going to have fire brought down on you, and you're going to get burned up like a marshmallow. Matter of fact, it's kind of funny because the two witnesses that are coming back, that's exactly the same way they're going to be, uh, you know, people are going to die if they try to kill them through, by fire. How ironic is that? So these people are coming. They want to know, of course, from Isaiah. But if, if you're a Christian today and you know about the end of days, one day they're going to be coming to you because this thing's going to start heating up. They go, what do you know about the end of days? When is it coming? See, and it is a good point where you can lead them to the Lord, but more often than not, 
they don't care about the Lord part. They just want to know when they get back to what they were doing. See, and that's what they're saying. Watchmen, what of the night? You know, all this stuff that's going on. The Lord speaks to the night. The Lord went through what we call the time of the night, and that was the crucifixion, the power of darkness, the time of the night. It's in the Gospels. And watchmen, what of the night? The phrase is twice. And and it's just and then it says the watchman said the morning comes. And it's likened unto having a sleepless night and I've and I've been up at night waiting for the morning. And there is a stillness where seconds are actually a minute or two, and a minute is like 5, 10, 15 minutes. An hour is like two hours. The night drags on, especially if you're dealing with issues. And the morning never comes. And if you're at a time when judgment and turmoil is hitting, if you're in some of the lands where people are getting killed for their faith, that can even happen to Christians. They can be, what am I going to do? Where am I going to eat? How am I going to uh, survive? And w- w- we report on this weekly. It's all, all over the world right now. But see, these people were talking to the prophet. What of the night? What's going on? When is this going to get over? And Isaiah says, well, the morning, the morning's coming. And then after that, also the night. And if you want to inquire, go ahead. Then return. I mean, he was in Jerusalem, and there were neighboring nations that wanted to know what was going on, but see... In the end of days, when this thing really starts getting bad, they're going to look around and try to find somebody to ask. Why are you interested now? Well, because it's so bad. I tried to tell you before. Well, I know. But what about it now? Now, see, there was a judgment on that. Children of Israel never knew, never wanted to really know what the prophet said. So what does God say, O prophet? What does God say, O Christian? What does God say, O watchman? Thus saith the Lord, repent, for the judgment comes. Well, when is that going to come? For thus saith the Lord, repent, for the judgment comes. Well, aren't you going to tell me exactly when so I can be ready? Repent, for the judgment comes. That is what the Lord says unto you. You know what he told told the prophets? Says, Don't even pray for this people, meaning Israel.
because they were so wicked. Now, see, it's time to wake up. It's time to understand. And maybe it's been so long since we've seen a true prophet. And maybe it's been so long a time when the churches were really challenged in some way in this country. We were supposed to be salt and light, and some still are. But you look at even Franklin Graham in the UK. He had a bunch of venues where he he was preaching all over the world where we could get in at. And Well, the UK used to be a light for the Lord. Now it's been closed down. And he says he's still going to stay there and preach. He's looking for a place to preach from. Things change. Billy Graham preached all over the world. That was his dad. Billy Graham preached more around America than any other evangelist. David Wilkerson spent years warning America, and many, many others were warning America as well. And it can truly be said that after all that warning and all that gospel, Today, and the generations of America are farther from the Lord than ever before. Doesn't mean everybody's a pagan. It doesn't mean that there's no hope, but it does mean the night cometh, then the morning, and after that, the night. If you want to inquire, go ahead. And if you come and ask me, I will tell you the same thing. Today, it is about repentance, seeking the Lord with all your heart and standing in him. Now, you see, Paul says that we see through a a glass darkly. And see, although the watchman sees and knows, he isn't going to tell those who inquire, especially in this judgment, everything. The surrounding nations who aren't believers, he'll just let them see, as Paul says, through a glass darkly. That's a phrase that We all have talked about in when we think of what Paul was saying. We think we know it all. But you see through a glass darkly. If you have smartphones and you use it in the house a lot, and then you take that smartphone and you go outside... you're going to be looking through a glass darkly and you will barely make out what's there. Even if you've got the sun on the other side, but if you change some of the settings on the phone, 
you'll be able to see a lot better. If you want to see a lot better, you must be born again of the Spirit and be on the Lord's side and walk in his way. And so you can inquire as many times as you like. But if you want real hope, there's only one thing you need to do. Go to him and repent, seek his face, and follow him. Then you won't have to worry about judgment. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. Bless those that hear it whenever they do. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, in the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming of this word in Jesus' name. Okay, Tower. We'll be in Isaiah 21, 13. We'll make it through um, chapter 21, more than likely. Uh, Then we go to chapter 22. Okay, Tower. I'm here. So that was good, huh? I thought about when's the judgment coming, you know, like a thief in the night. You never know. Well, you and I have talked about the time of the night a lot. Yeah. And truly, truly, it it does look like the night, does it not? It does. In some countries, I believe it's the time of the night. Yep, I've even said that. I've told people which countries they are. North Korea is the number one country in the time of the night. Now China is a country of the time of the night. Now Iran is a country of time of the night. Nigeria is becoming a time of the night. India is becoming a country of the time of the night. Uh, The EU, the UK are all uh, dim. They're not the time of the night, but they're getting close. America is getting close to the time of the night. Yeah, I don't look forward to that. I don't know who does. We have nothing. We have nothing to fear. Nope. We got to get out of here. Thank you, everybody, for joining us whenever you do. May God richly bless you in all you do for him. We love you. We pray for you. Please pray for your brethren. Good night, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow on Sound the Shofar. Don't forget to go by our websites at warren-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Check us out on all our various uh, social. Read the articles. Pass them on to your friends. Listen to the shows. And don't forget, you can find out more on the coronavirus on TWR.org, Transworld Radio. Look it up. Go find them. Good night. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.